So we're finally back in our main studio tonight as we look back on uh, two games against uh, Derby and against Middlesbrough. We're also looking ahead to the massive games, the massive six-pointer against Reading and of course the local Derby against Blackburn. We've got a couple of new features and we talk a little bit of grassroots football. I'm Adam and this is a Progress with Unity podcast. Thank you, Adam, for that uh, wonderful and exuberant introduction. Uh, how are we doing? Very well, thanks. Yeah, I'm yeah. top of the world. Buzzing. Barry, how's things? Uh, on a personal level, quite all right. Just a uh, little bit disappointed with what happened with the Latics on Tuesday night. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. Thorpe, how's things? All right. Can't moan, can you? Can't. Please well, um, table. Clothes on your back. Roof over your head. At the moment. It's a strong mints on the table. Oh, that's a good idea. Sounds good. And we have a special guest from Wing Cosmos, uh, Latics fan as well, John Pendlebridge. John, how are you? Yeah, right. uh, fine. Uh, a bit disappointed with the Latics again last night, uh, but we were on the back of a good win at the weekend, so I can't complain with that. Well, we'll come to all that, all thing Cosmos, um, in a bit. We'll start off by looking back at the game against Middlesbrough, the DW, on Saturday. Well, we had a, a decent crowd on Barry. What was the crowd? 12,726, with 35 of those coming from Middlesbrough, and um, 12,600 and something from Wigan. Yeah, wow, good <laughs> We're all making the way to the beer festival afterwards, that's why. There was like a that. bumper crowd, yeah. Bumper crowd. So give the stats, please. In fact, mind. there was only one from this table made it to the beer festival, wasn't there? Yeah. Even though it was but all it's supposed not the, to be not there. Not the likely uh, person went either. I was doing my Sky TV work. <laughs> okay, the stats from the uh, Borough game. Possession, 49% to the Latics, 51 to Borough, quite even. Attempts, uh, 6 from the Latics, 15 for Borough, didn't feel like that on the day. We hit the target twice, they were quite poor, especially uh, British Sombolonga, they only hit the target once. Yeah, I can't really remember that. I mean, our song belonged and didn't, but we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, corners, we had five, they had seven. Fouls, 11. Committed by the Ticks, 14 by Borough. <laughs> Yellows. Bless you. Bless you, Adam. Yellows, one for the Latics, who was uh, Cal Nesmith, wasn't it? Yeah. Reckless. Very, very, very reckless. And uh, two yellows for Borough. No reds, no goals, and as we said, 12,726 in attendance. Right, what we're going to start off with is the storm that was created due to um, some notable absentees on Saturday. Uh, I sent a message to you guys saying Nick Powell's been sat behind me since... Uh, been sat? Sat. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Let's clear this up because we'll get a strongly worded email tomorrow. Sat, perched on a chair behind me. You mean where he was for the QPR game? Yeah, much. and he was there... So about 30 minutes before kick-off, picked that up, you know, pretty early on. Um, and there was rumours about um, Nick Powell, Carl McManaman, Christian Walton having some sort of, in inverted commas, bust up um, due to them not being selected in the matchday squad. They sorted the search on the card, but didn't they? Did they? Yeah. I think... Game of Shins, Peter Reid won. <laughs> it's not something that the club needs to necessarily come out and... Explain the reasons why they make the reasons be- for footballing reasons. Well, you, you explained Paul Cook, didn't you? He said he would be Nick Powell and Yeah. McMahon yeah. and we had two wingers on the bench anyway, and um, we obviously had to change the goalkeeper because we needed a homegrown player on the bench. Yeah. There's a difference if whether you agree with those changes, but th- they all make sense. Yeah, it, it, it's all, they're all justifiable reasons, aren't they? I just is Cal, Cal Mack not an homegrown player? Is he kind of yeah, player? he is, but because he wasn't selected. That means that oh, he needs Christian Walton can't be selected. I think if Carl Mack had been brought in, it's Carl Mack could have been on the bench. Could have brought him in as a reserve keeper, though, couldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know in our luck we'd need him then. So there was that bit of a storm. But if you'd have you had Carl Mack on the bench, you'd have been able to have Walton on the bench. Yeah. Because Cause, cause he well, probably just do that then. Well, Unless Evans was going to play on the wing. Because that wasn't what they wanted. Yeah, I think we had two because Massey and Jacobs were on bench. Maybe everybody had been to the beer festival. Beforehand, 
It was an odd one, wasn't it? Cause you it was odd. Because McManaman probably, you'd say, in his 10, 15 minute cameos, he got, I think he got the week before maybe 25 minutes and did a few, quite a few good things, didn't he? Not just his one or two good things. So I suppose, given he'd been on the bench for like 30 consecutive games, it was odd that that was the game that he he wasn't on the bench after he'd yeah. done okay. Which I, think we, I, I think we all sit around here and just go, that, that was a storm in the teacup and it's been blown out massively in uh, various social medias. So I know people want us to talk about it, that's our opinions, what we think, it's just something or nothing. The game anyway, um, the way we set up to play in Middlesbrough, quite an interesting formation really, we were having a conversation of how we think the Latics uh, set up, how do... For, for yeah. listeners, why do you ask a football manager? Well, I, 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 I like that system. I, I prefer that as my own system. I normally play, so I like it because you can outnumber uh, the, the strikers if they've got two. Normally they play with one, but you can you can knock the ball around the back and move them around. Where you're three in midfield, you can dominate the play, and your fullbacks getting forward as as wingers. So they're an attacking unit but there. Is it not dependent on your defenders actually being able to knock it around? Well, they, they look like they could on, on Saturday. They could knock it around. They, like but they, they could play it along the back, but then for the first 10, 15 minutes, they were getting it around the back and then knocking it long. I thought we quite well. I, 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 I think the first 10 minutes, we, we, we weren't so clever because we were getting used to what was going on. But after that, For the criticism that, that, he, that he gets a lot of the time, there's been a couple of times this year where he's put something in that you think is odd. Like West Brom was another one, and we, and we won that who, game. Paul Cook oh, right. with his tactics. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, and then and then the Middlesbrough game was tactically good, and then the Derby game when we went down to ten men, he made a couple of substitutions, and we got much better. So he, he, I'm sure every, I'm sure he'd admit himself he's made mistakes, but I think he's also done quite a few good things. I, I think it was interesting on Saturday the fact that Morsi and Evans were quite high up the pitch with Reece James with Reece James sitting yeah. Yeah, it, it, like, like you say, sometimes these tactical things work. Everybody goes, hey, great, we've got some points, or our point, and walks away and, and doesn't really consider the ins and outs of the tactics. And then other times, when we don't win, they consider the ins and outs of the tactics because it gives them an angle from which to moan. Well, when you look at it, tactics doesn't win your games. They can, formations no. can change it, but it's about the players on the pitch, ultimately mm. what do the business. So if they're not doing it, doesn't matter what tactics you play, right. if they're not winning their personal battles and dominating yeah. the ball and doing as they're expected to do last My, my favourite example of that, Alex Ferguson, tactically didn't have a bloody clue. Everybody knew exactly what United were doing. 4-4-2, crackerjack, come back there how you want. But where he excelled was in his man management. Every player went out there and made sure he won his personal battles. What's, um, there was a chance early on for Borough, wasn't there? Um, <laughs> Brit Sombolonga. He did well clear his off the line, didn't he? Oh. How he's missed. I tell you what, how, how the defender and the keeper missed it as well, I've got no idea. To be fair, we've only got, one, in, we've got one player in our team. Yeah, that. And everyone's fluffed him. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it. I mean, it, it was. He, he should have tapped it in with his right foot, but I, I was assuming he's left footed, I'm not sure. But he, 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 he forsaken. His, le- his right foot to, to hit it with his left and it ended up going across the goal. Definitely the can't be dexterous, did it? Awful. No. It could be one of those where he was caught it. He's a good player. Oh, I'm glad I I mean, it was like when Tammy Abrams for Villa missed that chance. I mean, then the Sombo Longer, Abrams, them are the players you don't want them chances for. Well, that's it, and that's when you think it's going to be your day yeah. when they're missing chances like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, we've we only had the. the other end who's just as good at missing <laughs> chances. Well, for me, we we just we in the central parts of the pitch we're fine. It's in those final thirds in both boxes where we need quality, to quality. Yeah, we need it's a bit that of quality. quality. And when mm. you, you look at the middles of the game, the quality that they had in the team in the forward line and and the centre midfield was it's something else. I the Premier League players. John Danny Fox going off make a massive difference last night. 
But we'll come to that when we right, do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, I, I think that's a good point that you said about them players in their midfield. Um, John Wally McKellar. They brought Stuart Downing on as a yeah, son. Bessich was in it as well. And, 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 and it just shows how good Reese James is because he didn't look out of place today. No. I thought Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough looks quite a decent side. Yeah. You can understand, I mean, they looked a, a solid playoff spot side, didn't they? They're a pure side. Yeah, but, but yeah. With a, I think a pure side with a couple of other couple of players who are a bit sort of more pleasing on the eye. Yeah, they play. It wasn't as direct as what it usually is under him, was it? And what what was your uh, what was your admiration for the referee's ability to guess things incorrectly? <laughs> he was giving stuff all usually for them, which he expects. But I saw Nathan Byrne tackle one part of somebody. And yeah. Get away with it. There was, there was another instance where uh, it was definitely a free kick to them. I'm not sure if it was our ball or not, but he, he worth play on. Goal kicks and corners, he was worse for. Guessing, yeah. Especially at the, at the well, south well, stand there. I think we the world back off at number three. Steve Martin, it was the referee. Yeah. Every decision, I think, was wrong. <laughs> with all, all three, it wasn't just one. <laughs> if you can excuse one of them having a bad game, but all three. Oh, like, lines cover their off, offsides. What they got? Not offside, you know, that linesman. He was, was some my side or your side? On our side, for yeah, first half, yeah. That's second half, sorry. The chance, but ran in the second half. Uh, Some longer edit on. He was two yards offside. Yeah, mile offside. A Fletcher put it inside netting, didn't he? These well, are well, select well, group two referees as yeah. well. Yeah, well, yeah. full-time professional referee. Steve Martin, part-time comedian. Plus, D, <laughs> D select. That's what I say. Um, point gained or two points dropped? Point gained. I thought it was a fair result. So they're all points gained, yeah. aren't they? Very pleased to come away from that game with um, that result yesterday uh, on Saturday mm-hmm. against a very good Middlesbrough side. They, you know, they travel in numbers. They deserve it. Are they having the best away form they've had uh, for a number of years or ever? So I, I read something, but I didn't read it in depth. I just skim read it and. It was something about the the form this season is uh, the away form is the best it, that it's been. Yeah, I think it's about maybe the number of defeats. They've, they've had fewest defeats, I think. Mm. That might be what the start is. They, they, they don't lose many away. Bizarrely, they, they, they have lost a few. They've been stuffed at home in a few. Mm. Middlesbrough will be more annoyed with that result. You know, where they are and what they're expecting, they would come for three points. But they deserve it after seeing the shirts with. I was just going to come to that. I mean, we've got the social media watching. This is like a springing it in early. Um, I don't know if anybody else saw it. I don't know if Simon's seen it. Well, you did see it because I put it on, on our messenger face. Yeah. Uh, Go on, carry on. Uh, two Middlesbrough fans, away tops on, male and female, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Girlfriend and boyfriend, or husband and wife, who knows. She had her. His queen. His queen, and he had her king on the back of the shirts. <sighs> Can you imagine the guy printing that at the shop going, Jesus? Well, you know what, they're, they're very romantic in Middlesbrough. They sit round with the palmers. Can you, can you imagine that? Hands. You know when we get this new superstar at the stadium? And they'll be printing Ooh, that up. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going in. I'm like, my missus gave my missus one. And I'll have one for her. Her pillock. I'll have on the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Not the sadly what I'm going to yeah. No. So, point gained. We, I saw, a, just slightly off on a tangent, um, shirts like that. One said I'm with Dopey, and the other one said I'm with Grumpy. And they had pictures of two dwarfs on. Brilliant. Which worked. Just going just to interject six, we've not got it on our... My missus refused to buy them, I was up up for it. Just going to interject again. <laughs> <laughs> we've, not, we've not got it on the agenda but Blackpool Football Club um, they have sold well, well over 11,000 tickets for their homecoming game that they're branding it as on Saturday against does it matter who it's against no, against <laughs> I think it's South End I want to say South End South End for some reason um, which is great news isn't it you know they're actually fans are actually getting their club back there's quite a bit planned for them um, minutes of applause for those who've passed away in the, that time period but it's it's good, isn't it? What's that? They're having immense applause. Yes, for those who've passed away in the time that they've uh, been away, been away from the ground. Really, yeah. Jimmy Anfield. Yeah. So it's um, Jimmy you know, Anfield, yeah. nice tribute, yeah, um, yeah. and it's good, good for fans. Yeah. You know, the end of the day, we're all fans, and 
Quite cool. On two and all, Bolton's had a whip round just to get money to pay the stewards so they can put yeah. their game on. Well, yes, yes, uh, yeah. We'll not, we'll not go into two. No, we'll, come in, we'll talk about them next week. Yes, we will. <coughs> yes, we will. So, following on from that, we had a quick turnaround and we made our way down to the iPro or Pride Park or whatever it's Baseball called. Ground. <laughs> whatever it's called this uh, this time round uh, to play Derby County and with the stats, Barry. You weren't prepared, were Derby County versus Wigan Athletic. Possession 54% to uh, the Rams. The Ticks have 46%. 17 attempts by Derby to uh, Wigan Athletic's 13. Uh, there weren't that many clear cut ones, no. were there, for either side? Um, <laughs> on target, Derby had five. They had three in the second half. Two goals and one at the post. Matthew Magon at the post, so if you remember that. Uh, we had three on target all game. Um, we should have had more. I think. Clarky. Uh, mm, yeah, he, those three chances he, he put wide and Jacobs put that wide, effort wide as well. Was a, was a sitter, wasn't it? Mm. Corner six to three in favour of Derby. Fouls committed sixteen for Derby, thirteen by the Latics, four yells for Derby. Uh, Latic Sammy Morsi picking up his 13th booking of the season, so he's two away from a five game ban. Uh, reds, no Reds, goals 2 to Derby, 1 to Latic. The attendance, quite surprisingly, even though the commentator says, uh, I think it was Gale, wasn't it? Who oh, was it talk about the it. weather was bad last night, it was a nasty Gale there. Yeah, well, he kept going on about empty seats, but there were 23,655 supporters on with. Uh, 2,000 from Derby and 21,500 from Wigan. Well, if he talks like that, he'll have lots of empty seats in his house because I want to sit next to him. So, Frank Lampard's Derby County. I don't know if you know Frank Lampard's the manager of Derby County. It was mentioned once or twice. <laughs> Is it? Last night. He had a nice seat on, didn't he? Yeah. Um, was Christine there? I didn't see her. Was she playing? Christine Blakely. No, she's not doing the one show. No, she's not doing that anymore. Was Uncle Larry there? Owie. Anyway, um, I think one of the biggest turning points for me in the first half was Danny Fox getting injured. We've alluded to it before. Um, just upsetting the apple cart. No disrespect to Naismith, but we'd set up and I thought we looked quite solid. What were we playing last night? I couldn't work out what the football was. Was it, was it four at the back? Because Fox seems like he was more on the left last night. Yeah, he, he was playing left back. I thought they'd just carried on the way they were from the weekend. So who were the wing? Who were the wing backs? Bird and Jacobs. Jacobs yeah. yeah, he brought Jacobs in for Naismith. It was an odd one, wasn't it? Because you'd think that at home Jacobs is more attacking, isn't it? So and Naismith's probably more defensive. So it's odd that they swap, change them around like that. In theory, barrier faces. I don't know, Fox seemed to be uh, hooking the touchline quite yeah. a bit and he got forward, I don't know. That's what got his injury like when he was bringing it out. At, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that was the best um, ball out from Jamie Jones, was it? <laughs> put, put oh, him, what's, Jamie's been doing all right at the minute. Put him right, on, the, he, you know, right yeah. on that side of the pitch and he didn't really have much place. And then he, he got caught from behind, I think that was where his injury came from, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was a very poor game, and it looked like for two schoolboy teams, yeah. loads of errors. You're glad it wasn't the main game on Sky Sports because you'd have pressed red to watch <laughs> Sunderland watch Will Griggs score. It was completely different to the, to the Borough game. It was Chocolate like cheese. That, yeah, that's, cheese. Yeah. We're not consistent. And that's what's frustrating. It was an away game again, wasn't yeah. it? Mm. it was just, I mean, whatever the answer is, I have no that, idea, but away from home was shocking. That's the, um, for me, is our saving grace because people were saying after last night they don't see any sort of light at the end of the tunnel because it was it was so poor. Well, actually, the light at the end of the tunnel is was so inconsistent that the next game, usually at home, could be uh, could be um, a turning point again. That's what they think, but it's just that we go we go away. It looks like it's all over. Like we lose to Sheffield Wednesday, we lose to Forest, and you think, oh. Where we get our next point, and then we go on an unbeaten run of five games, and then we go away again, and it's miserable again, isn't it? After that, although it should have been a game we came out with a point, in True. my view, as bad as we, as bad as I thought we were, particularly in the second half. I think the first half. Well, let's let's have a look at the first half because obviously that's when we got our our goal and a counter attack from a set piece. Everyone always says, "Why do we not leave someone up?" 
That's the tactic, mm. isn't it? Yeah, that's the tactic. Cook's told us about it in the past. And this week it worked with Jacobs and Massey. I was screaming at Jacobs to pass it a lot earlier than he did. And then when he did pass it, <laughs> it wasn't, in my view, it wasn't the greatest pass. No. I don't know why but Carson was. Gavin Massey. Carson was. Kills a cucumber. Direct as well. Slots it home. Yeah. 1 0 Latics, and uh, we roll into half time. A goal to the good, maybe against another player, maybe undeserved, but at the end of the day, that's football, isn't it? I thought, it I thought we were quite comfortable going into the, yeah. into the lead. We looked, they didn't really, they weren't creating anything. They were awful. They were that really poor. Wilson was in uh, James's pocket, yeah. and he's not always cracked up to me, that Wilson, is he? He's just Darver. And then the two, uh, Uddleston and uh, Johnson, who you'd say yeah. were big players, they, they, were, they were anonymous. And he would look at his stop on the field, Johnson, I yeah, thought, because he he was following all yeah. through it, even though I know, that, I know that defender got man at match. I don't know, he looked like it every that's the 600th game. That's why they gave it him. Oh, Keon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Derby's goal, the first goal that came. Well, it's a once in a lifetime goal, that isn't it? Yeah. Uh, did he mean it? They meant for contact the ball, but whether he meant it as a shot or not. Just, just swinging at it. Yeah. Like well, just it swung at it, went for it, and it's just <coughs> in the top corner. The unfortunate position that we were in, watching get on Sky Red Button, as I think all of us stood around the table, exactly. on which FM. Yeah. Um, Paul knew about it 15 minutes before, <laughs> <or> <laughs> we, did, we didn't get a replay of the goal, did we? It no. was just one hit. If we'd been on iFollow, and this isn't a paid spot, uh, ad, if you've been on iFollow, you get your replays and you get your, your yeah. multi cameras, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's. that's How do you know that? This is what I've been told. Oh, right. From the. It says it on the website. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, one all. I think we'd have all taken a point from Darby, wouldn't we, last night, before kickoff? Yeah, I think yeah. after yeah. kickoff, you probably wouldn't. You probably said, this is a game where we can. Uh, Darby are a beatable team. At, at half time, it's like, let's, we can go on and win this. And yeah. like we always said, goals change games. And if, if we'd have got the second, we'd go on and win it. And, and we had the chances yeah, to get the second yeah, and we just didn't yeah, take it. Has, has not been clinical enough there. The, these were the chances that in the first four or five games of the season yeah, we were scoring. You know, I think the Stoke game wasn't too dissimilar. You know, they started, OK, we looked nervous, we scored the first goal, but the difference was we, the we then got that second yeah, goal. We the and then once you're 2-0 up, when the fans are going at them, you've got it. Yeah, You've, it's the same. We'd have got it at Millwall if if we'd have scored that as bad as we were at Millwall. If we'd have got that second, we win. We yeah, win that game, yeah. and it's just at the moment we don't have the quality in the, as John said before in the final third to to to, to finish those finish those chances off. For, for not just strikers. We're talking about our wide players as well. I mean, fair play to Massey. He, he did did take his chance, but Jake, Jacobs at the moment doesn't look as confident as he did does he early in the season. And that's it, and then we're made to pay um, for um, not taking more chances, and then we go behind then to an, a second goal, which I think should have been dealt with. You know, it's a simple ball into the box. Someone just put your foot through it, clear it, get rid of it. And he's the left back, isn't he? Malone? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What was he doing there? Oh, they looked an awful side as well. When you think what well, we saw Middlesbrough on Saturday, then you yeah. see them last night. I've said all season, they're a but they're a lucky side. Yeah. They, they're a very. I saw them the first day of the season against Reading. Reading battered them, and uh, they scored two goals at last ten minutes. And you think, oh, Derby just won that game. And, and I'm sure they've had other situations. I've, many of, I saw them against Forest. We played them right here. We tell yeah. men. We played yeah. it off the park. Yeah. Apart from that two-minute spell after we went there, when we yeah. had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Once he changed it, they had. They were clueless. They had. They were worse than us playing against Ipswich. <laughs> yeah, they're a lucky side, but at the minute they, they were down in the dumps and they were playing like it. Yeah. They weren't performing, and and they were there for the taking, and and it. Like I said, that little bit of quality in front of goal. If you have that, we'd, we'd be winning from box to box. We're matching anyone in the league, but we're just lacking that bit of quality in both boxes. I think. Why, why on that situation? In that situation, the, the people. I mean, I, I think some, sometimes people linked it to the subs, didn't they? But I'm just wondering why, in general, when you look at that situation, do you say that's the manager when he's pretty much played the same tactic, but just tweaked his personnel because we've played two two games, haven't we? In uh, what, what, why is, is it just a case that when you lose a game these days that it's always the manager's fault? I'd like to see us mix it up a little bit. We always seem to attack down the flanks. We never go through the middle. But from last night, when we broke away, Jacobs broke up the middle. Yeah. Uh, and 
we're under, was, we were directing it. I know it was two on, on to one, but it doesn't always have to be down the flanks, does it? But it does with us. We're, we're either down the left or down the right, and then looking to cut in. Our middle work is all in the centre circle, isn't it? Yeah. We don't like to play them little intricate, you know, no. around the... It's passing through the middle, people don't really know. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I've noticed, I don't you, know... You sometimes get balls through to, like, inside, left, inside, right, but... Well, how many times... Can you think of many one-on-ones this season? You know, that's... Because that's how you create your... You know, your little pass-through. How many one-on-ones can you think of? What we create? Well, you may, you are missing key players in there, though, like your Nick Powell's, yeah. who... Pickle who pass. Brilliant at that. And oh, with them not in the side... You do lose that. Yeah. It's, it's been an issue. And I think Windass is more of a runner and a chaser and he'll work his socks so off. He, he almost, Windass is time. almost one of them who, the runs that he makes would need a power Someone to play for him. I mean, I keep saying, I just think after that QPR game, I think he's good. But I, I, he's, the vi- he's the vision of the team, Gibson, in my view. He's the one who can actually see the pass. But unfortunately, he doesn't, for, for whatever reason now, he doesn't seem to be able to play. I saw it in that Sheffield Wednesday game that. His, his range of passing and his quality of passing was there for Gibson, but when he came on and he had that, that QPR game, he didn't look like a footballer, did he? <laughs> for that 20-minute spell, I mean. But we're crying yeah. out for a player who can actually spot a run. Because Windass does make a lot of runs off yeah. the ball. You do, yeah, he's, he's great. You, you, you must get frustrated with it. So, all in all, disappointing result last night. Um, we could have got more. Probably should, maybe we should have got more. A point at least. It's two poor sides, probably. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we've come away with nothing. And that's, is that 15 defeats in a row away from home now? 15 yeah. without a win. 15 without a win. Yeah, because yeah, we've, we, we've had a few little points. Yeah. Rotherham and... Uh, ah, yes. Swansea. Rotherham, yeah. Bolton and Swansea. Yeah, we've so drawn. Three. So, going, following on from those games, we've got our social media watch new feature brought in <laughs> by Barry. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I call it a social media watch, but as I don't do... Facebook because it's absolutely full of moronic people fighting each other. <laughs> I don't do Instagram because I don't understand it. <laughs> so, um, well, so like my, my, um, MySpace. MySpace and friends Yeah, I do United, MySpace. Friends United. <laughs> no, so I'm a Twitter man really, but I, I don't do Twitter that much. You are Twitter. But I went on Twitter uh, and uh, just some things that were picked up yesterday. Or, or uh, overnight. We need to get the beef on here. Beep, beep. No, it, it's, to be honest with you, it's a mixture. It's a mixture. It's like, you know, the, like we were saying, you know, we could have done, we're disappointed. Um, anyway, Anthony Pilling, not Pillington, but Anthony Pilling said, at Pilling Anthony, I think the most disappointing bit for everyone involved is that we're staying up because there's three worse teams than us, not because we're good enough to. Uh, I, tend to agree. I think we're very poor. That's we're a very poor side as we are at the moment. Might be down to injuries and other things, but I think since possibly October, November, definitely we've been very poor. I know we've been decimated with injuries to, yeah. to keep well, playing. You look at this, the, the depth we've got in the squad and the injuries and the budget we have. We've not got the quality in the side with the, the finances we've got to do it. Yeah. And when you're looking at other teams in this division, they're going out spending 15 million on a striker or lots of that sort of figures around there and get bringing in plays for that sort of money. We just haven't got the finances even now to compete in this division yeah. To, yeah. to bring in these top strikers. Um, We're going to have to bring in sort of rough diamonds and try and polish them up. More of the same. At number one fan says, uh, I know who it is actually, so... Dead men walking, can't win to save our lives, 16 away games ready to win, and utter disgrace, is, is what we've just been saying, isn't it? Um, I would say, I've not said No, no, it's what, without the utter disgrace, it's yeah, 16, yeah, 16 yeah, without well, you win. Can't, you can't disagree with a start that's, that's, uh, that's factual, can you? JW18 says, can't believe what I've just seen, we've come out in the second half showing no ambition to kill the game off, and we've got with deserved. Shameful second half. I thought I, 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 that might be a little bit harsh. Uh, I think we disagree because we had we had, we had uh, three, four chances. golden yeah. chances. Yeah. And sometimes if you go, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. If you go for it and you concede, people say we should have defended. We, we defend and, and yeah. concede. It's one of those things. It's dead easy. Just if it works, you go, yeah, great. If it doesn't, you just 
criticise it for that. Well, that's it's a 50 50 that, chance of it. Yeah. And then if you go yeah. for it and concede, yeah. or you, you try and hold it, and then you concede anyway. At David Naylor 83, I'm not sure if he is 83 or he was born in 83, we'll take it that he is 83. Sorry, David, didn't mean that. Uh, I'm not one to be despondent or negative about my team, but I must admit, I'm now really starting to worry. The away form is killing us. So, so then, then we're like on the negative that's side, and it is the away form that's done us this season, isn't it? Whatever happens, uh, if we had even a remotely decent away form, we'd be mid-table, safely yeah. mid-table. And if we had a, an average, probably average yeah. one, we'd be top six. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Caligier reckons it was a decent performance. Coote got his tactics more or less spot on. Just beat by an outrageous goal and a scruffy tapping. We'll be right, is what he says. Uh, Aidan Campbell, at Aidan Campbell, generally think it comes down to players' confidence. Not much more Paul Coote can do. And A.S. Casper says, didn't deserve to lose that didn't think we played that badly, had chances, should have taken them, they score from a very, very good goal and a defensive lap. Does he, have, does he have a friendly ghostwriter? <coughs> I think he does, yeah. Yeah, so, that, that, uh, that's, right, yeah. that was Twitter watch. That was Twitter, Twitter watch. watch, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, that's just a sample, rough sample, so there's been Quite a lot of negativity, and there's been a bit of positivity as well, aren't there? Yeah. Bemoaning our lack of luck, sort of thing. Spot on. Right, so you've, um, podcast listeners, you've heard a different voice around the table tonight. Um, that's John Pendlebury, who said from Wing Cosmos. So, um, John, how's things going? I'm my cousin. And Adam's cousin, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, sorry about that, wouldn't <laughs> Well, when you look at the last, it's, it's, it's frustrating when you see it, and we said about the, the quality and goals change games, and if you get your goal out, uh, against the runner play, you can even though you could be playing badly, you get that goal and you're in, and then that puts the other team back. Um, from the, you've got the front, you're on the front foot, they're under pressure, they're chasing the game, and you go on and hopefully win the game, and, and that's that's the crucial part. And like I said, on, on Sunday, when we played, we within about five minutes I think, well ten minutes we're 3-0 up where the game's killed for the other team and then it's they're going into half time I think we were, it was 3-0 at half time or four um, we carried on in the same vein second half they give up more or less and we've run in another three or four goals we've finished it 9-0 in the end um, but it's clinical finishing and at every level if you've got strikers you can go in and finish giving one-on-one -on -one opportunities and take them, you're going to win matches. Um, it's, it's how football is. They, you take the sting out of the other team, they barely had a, a kick in it because the goals have gone in against them, their heads go down, and that happens at every level. And that's, that's football. Yeah. And well, sorry, go on. Go on. I was just going to say, uh, it's, it's certainly going well on the pitch. I've just wondered about kind of off the pitch, because obviously... Um, when Mark was on the other week, we talk, obviously talked about the, uh, the, the the vandalism, the fire, and, and then obviously maybe a few other challenges as well to talk about of running a, an amateur football club. Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's never ending when you you're at this level. Um, the issue where we are with the fire at the minute, we've looked at the damage to the changing rooms. It's looking around a thousand five hundred, so we're looking to set up a GoFund page for that. Um, the damage to all the equipment and everything what was in it would bring it up to about 3,000 um, but we'd, to get it operational again in those changing rooms it would be about 1,500 to get them going again um, the park, the council at the minute are looking not to replace it because there's no funds to do so um, local residents are looking to set a GoFund page up for that to raise some money but I think one of the ladies who I work with at school, she, she raised about 100,000 of funding towards it, which got jetties on the site and everything, and the park was about 60,000, 70,000, so it's going to take a hell of a lot of money to do it. So just for people who's perhaps not cost in, in the news, what would actually happen? What is it? Is it is Foster's Fields at Inch, isn't it? Yeah, it's Foster's yeah. Playing Fields at Inch, yeah. So, so we took it over as an asset transfer from the council, part of the deal and the process with that. And we've had it about three years now. Now, when you look at the media again, the Wigan Evening Post put an article in this week 
about the council wanting to take the site back, develop it into a FA centre, which will be two 3G pitches and one grass pitch. Um, from our point of view, we've got 12 teams playing there now. We've got two of our own and we, we opened it up as a sports venue for other teams and as, a, as a, a way to bring money in and create football, affordable football. The council pitch rates are about £750. We said we wanted to make football affordable again and, and put it down to 550 so teams could play and, and teams struggle at that as it is. Um, but we, we believe in football should be available for everyone to play. So we developed the site, we, we rented out pitches, we got teams in, we improved the playing surface massively. We've got shipping containers in for changing rooms as a temporary measure to, to hopefully develop. Um, and we've got, we've got the pitches really up to, to a great level for, the, for, for amateur football. It's, it's some of the best pitches in the area now. And the support we've got from other clubs playing there and teams who have, have come to our site as well who, who enjoy playing there. And we've created a really strong group of teams who are our own sides and, and are enjoying playing on the, the pitches. So it was part of the, the, the dream, the ambition to have our own own base, but open it up for local football clubs and make football affordable for everybody. Yeah, and then one stormy night, something happened in it. Yeah, with a with a with a fire. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, have, we, have, we, have we got? We've got bunkers. names. Yeah, but the police are saying now we need witnesses. So we need some people who, who saw it to give. Yeah. Um, witness statements to the police. What about insurance? Is there any insurance involved, or is um, it something you can't insure? It's, I'd, I'd, we'd have to look into that into more detail, but at the minute we're just looking to sort of mm -hmm. fix it ourselves, more or less. Now we've had offers of donations. One of the teams we play there, Britannia Bridge, the chair lady, Vicky Johnson, has offered to fund the replacement of the windows. She works at a window place. The boss has said that he'll do them at a, a really discount price. So we could get them in. It's just a case of a window fitter coming in, putting them in, and then putting the walls up again and, and getting the, the doors in, um, replacing the doors and then the, the bit of the building, what they'd smashed through as well, that just needs replacing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just so frustrating, isn't it? I mean, that used to be involved with Wigan Rovers, down at Pool Stock, though, oh, you know, that. There a few pi times, yeah. Pitches out in the open when I, I mean I was talking it was uh, 1975 to about 1980 and at least once a season that used to get done you know, it was so frustrating so it, it's something that that's just recurs and so you could think well, why do people destroy stuff in their own communities that's there for their benefit it's well, so frustrating well that's it the community it's their community it's for yeah. their community it's their community that suffers and especially when you look at the park, it's it's only a small park, but it's so well used. You wouldn't believe how many people on a on a mm. daily basis. I remember playing uh, at Foster's back in centres, and it was a, you know it was all the pitches were there, weren't there? Yeah. Uh, was KFC it, there then? There was no KFC in those days, so people had to heard of KFC. It was uh, <laughs> used to be rathbones for a pie, and pie and gravy on a Saturday morning, then go and play football. Uh, no KFC. KFC that yeah. one, Did they have rennies then? The Adren is, yeah, the Adren is. The milk of magnesia. Yeah, that was a good one. But, uh, yeah, so, so Foster's has always been like synonymous with being this this community thing, as it were, people play football for, for donkey's years. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's, well, it's a well used facility. Like yeah. I say, we've got 12 teams there now from, from under 12s, I think it is, with Britannia Bridge, open to Wigan, Vet, Wigan Town Vets with a. So it's, you've got a broad range, and then all your, your adult teams in that in that mm. section as well. Where when the, the council are looking to put these three G pitches in, the, the, the teams who are currently there want to be playing on grass. So there's an issue of rehousing them for the short term, and then the issue of them wanting new, to play on grass pitches. And how many grass pitches are now available? Now we're in discussion with the council, and they've been really good with that, uh, helping us find another site. So we're looking at three or four alternatives to move to which aren't at, as, as ideal as Foster's would have been that's why we went there in the first place but they're not pretty far off and it's a case of starting again we've now got all the equi equipment to start again and, and achieve what we've done here and repeat that sort of mm. success somewhere else and, and give these teams who want to play on grass grass pitches to play on and, and try and bring them up to spec as well 
Yeah, and thinking about your links in the past with, with Newcastle, have you not sort of dropped the nod to them that something's happened and if there's anything they could do to help? Well, we've not really heard from them. We've from since playing on St James's Park, which was like beyond our dreams at the same time. Matic won the FA Cup, so that, that, yeah. that year, 2013, was incredible yeah, yeah. because it was following the McManaman tackle. We were playing after leaving Bryn Rec, playing on the soccer dome pitches for half a season, and then the Newcastle match happened and all. The Newcastle fans invaded the pitch, caused about three hundred pounds worth of damage. Adam played in the game. At St James, but I was one of the lucky James ones. Part. It was meant to be this, exactly the same people who were on that pitch, but um, I think we had, we had the odd, odd one or two who couldn't make it for work commitments. So uh, yeah, and rest is history. You know, I probably was the best player ever to play on that <laughs> pitch at St James's Park. What's a bold statement. Well, that 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 day out probably just showed us that anything's possible. If you, you believe it and you dream it, you can achieve anything. Who'd have thought we'd have, we'd have ended up playing on St James's Park? It's just a dream come true to go there. The old day, the treat yeah, give a stadium to her. It's just a fantastic. Yeah, weekend, and, wasn't it? and then the Latics with um, obviously Roberto Martinez came up with the, the the football from the Everton game. Yeah, and passed us that when we went the, and met uh, Jonathan the, Jackson and Stuart Ayrton and, and Roberto, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Roberto was meant to be like obviously doing his preparation, and he, John was talking football with him. I think I think Jonathan Jackson was giving him a bit of an elbow, <laughs> saying, I, th- "I think we better move up." But he, he's just great. How he just talk, he, he just loved talking football, Martin. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. So things going well for your your lower level team. Well, your younger age groups. So, so you're getting plenty of people in wanting to play. Well, what we're looking to do, we're looking. We've not got junior teams as it is, but there's a team who's approached us about next season about coming on board to be our junior section. So they've got about eight junior teams. So the the plan is to bring them in under our banner and develop the club and grow the club and build everything up that way and move forwards with a junior section to a new site, what we can develop and and, and build all the team up and a <coughs> proper club and a proper football structure throughout. Well, we hope. I know all of us around here and our listeners will be hoping that everything comes together, you get everything sorted. We're obviously in the loop through uh, old Adam. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but we you know, we wish you all the best for the future. Yeah, we, get, we, we get Jay Whittling every now and again <laughs> as well, so he'll keep us up to date. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's playing for the reserves teams, isn't he? They're not, <laughs> captain, they're not quite getting the results that we need. At so the he seems proud of that captain's armband. Yeah. Um, so, that's, yeah, it's yeah, great. It's just so. a long term process developing the reserve team there. So, Reading is coming. Massive game on Saturday. Um, so, we'll dive into our Reading preview. Okay, and we'll start, it? Paul, with your favourite section of the podcast. Ooh. You ready? Ref watch. Andy Davis, he's ref 20 games, issued 76 yellows, 4 reds. He last refed us away at Forest in January when oh. we lost 3 1. Give us a penalty. Previously, we've played not uh, Reading 45 times. We've won 18, drawn 11, and lost 16. And without further ado, let's get um, Reading fan Becker on, making her second appearance of the season. Hello, Becker, how are you? I'm good, thank you, how are you? Bit miserable after last night, but... There we go. I'm sh- that's what we pick up on uh, on Saturday. Although I think you disagree with that, I suspect. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll just, just have a bit of a chat about sort of since kind of November. What's 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 been happening there, and um, I guess sort of in particular the recent recent form, really, because obviously you got the uh, you got the win at Ipswich, didn't you, last week? So you, are you all positive again, or was that kind of um, something that's papering over the cracks we've we kind of had this run of games where we play we played Rotherham then it switched and then obviously you guys on Saturday so it's kind of the, the nine points there was kind of a, a like massive really when you're down the bottom you kind of like um, if you need to be beating the teams around you don't you I mean we got absolutely thumped by Sheffield United and then we drew it home to Rotherham which we should have closed the game out but that but I think four points out of six from those two games. I don't think we could have... I mean, obviously two wins would have been nice, but um, it could have been a lot worse, I think, had we... Because, I mean, we were leading for quite a lot of the game against Ipswich, and 
then we, we've got this habit at the moment of letting in late goals. Um, and had it been the draw, and obviously because Rotherham won on the weekend as well, it would have been a bit more, oh gosh, but it's, yeah, um, it's kind of picking up a bit. Um, obviously, we've got, we had a bit of a clear out over Christmas in terms of, I think pretty much every backroom member of staff left, bar the odd couple, so it's, it, it is starting to turn around a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think he just had he just been appointed when we played last. Had he just come in, or had he just sacked the manager? I can't uh-huh. can't quite remember where we were up to in no- was it was it about November time when you made the change? I think I think it was just before they started this mass exodus of people. So the Ron Gourlay, the CEO, left, and then and then Paul Clement, oh, and then we um, appointed the the new CEO. Then Paul Clement left. And it was just this, like, it was one after the other after the other. So it was a bit like, okay, we were looking for change, but we weren't sure that it was going to change that much. And I think having that, the backroom staff changing as much as the, the managerial change has, has made a massive difference. There's almost this, there's a different kind of atmosphere around the club. And I think when Ron Gourley was there, it was, it, it's obviously kind of come into light a little bit more now, kind of mistakes that, or, and the kind of, Oversights in the back room that there was. There was obviously a lot of um, unrest between the players, and we had a lot. There was more players on bigger wages than what we thought, and then we had quite a good like January transfer window. I think we've got in like five players on loan and managed to ship out a few as well. So yeah, it's it, it, it's certainly been a lot more positive in the last few weeks. Yeah, how's um, how's uh, Mate been playing? Because last time I think he'd been scoring a goal every sixty minutes when he came to Wigan. Obviously, didn't he didn't manage to get on the score sheet that day? Has he has he still been playing well? I don't think he scored much since then. To be fair, I think um... <laughs> it's the confidence of not scoring against Wigan. He's lost all his confidence. I think. Um, we well, we managed to sign. Um... Obviously, we got Oliveira on loan yeah. for the end of the season. Um, he was no one expected him to come. He was that one player that we got linked with at every single transfer window. And then when we actually got him, it was like, okay, like that was probably in the position we were in. That was probably the best kind of striker that we could have hoped for. Um, but obviously, he picked up a hamstring injury at the weekend, so I think he's going to miss a couple of games, which is a bit of a shame. But well, um, yeah, we yeah. need someone else to, to find some goals. I think. Yeah, I mean, have you apart from the Sheffield United game, have you, uh, you have you been quite solid at the back, or can you can you see kind of um, the Wigan well, the Wigan we attack only, open it up? <laughs> we only consider before that before that Sheffield United game. I think going, since Gomez came in charge, I think we'd only conceded something like five goals. So it was like, and, and four of them came in one game. So it was, and then to concede four there, it was just. Like that was kind of a, a, a blip, I think, because we've got this Matt Miazga on loan from, um, they, well, they called him back from Nantes, but he's on loan from Chelsea till the end of the season, and he's kind of replaced Thiago Alori, who's gone back to Portugal, and he just seems to be, um, he's like a proper like traditional centre back, and he really pairs up well with like Liam Moore. They seem to, Liam Moore's obviously kind of been a staple in our back for for a few seasons, but the other player that he's always been playing with has always been a lot slower. So Miazga's younger and kind of got the he's, he's got the pace to be able to keep up with people, and the, the back is looking a little bit better than it was before. Yeah, and, in, and you know, in terms of um, the kind of the the atmosphere, you've just alluded to it around the club. I mean, are the uh, are you get are the fans coming back? Are you getting uh, de- decent crowds? Like the obviously the Rotherham game was a big game. Did you get did you get a good turnout that day? I think fans are still voting with their feet. I think people will, won't they, until they kind of see like definite, solid improvement. Um, I think we took 1,500 to whips, which was which is probably one of our like biggest away following the season. So um, it's. I think it, it, even though we've seen the signs of the improvement, I think it's still going to take a little while to win some people back. But um, Jose Gomez has kind of come in, and he. He can kind of see how important the fans are to to the to the club. It's like we've gone through obviously Yapstam, who he managed to say all the wrong things about the fans of like if you don't like me, then that's your your issue kind of thing. And then Paul Clement was very um, uh, kind of non-committal, whereas Gomez has come in and been like our family, our players, and um, like recognizing the importance of what the fans mean to the club. 
So I think that is, it's, I mean, there's still a long way to go, but I definitely think it's a very good start of where we're going. Yeah, and, and obviously cl- clearly on Saturday, I guess that's that's a game that you're absolutely targeting um, for a win. I mean, we've got the obviously the worst away record in the league. Six points we've picked up. Um, I, I don't know how to vote. A possible however many points. Uh, we haven't won in 16 games, is it, away from home. Um, we don't score goals away from home. Um, well, we don't score goals in general, really. Um, <laughs> so, all in all, I think you're probably of the view that this is a game that um, you, you can get a you can get a home win. I mean, have you? When, when did you last win at home? Have you? Have, have you? Is it because obviously you you won away to it, which didn't you? But have you? Have you Blackburn. Yeah, um, I think it was against Forest. Blackburn. Um, Blackburn. It was. Blackburn. Blackburn. Yeah. Oh, stats man is saying you beat Blackburn. <laughs> two, two, one. Was that, it might have been midweek. Yeah. Night game. Oh, yeah. It was a night game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I forget about them. I don't travel to the midweek games. Um, but yeah, we've. I mean, we've we've been picking. We pick up most of our points at home as well. I mean, obviously winning away games, which was a that, that was probably we haven't won many away from home this season. So. Um, but then, like, like I said against Rotherham, it was it was a silly goal to concede, and we, we should have like closed that game out long before um, they, they were even able to, to equalise. So, um, but then Rotherham came to with I think with a similar away form to what you guys have got. So you never know, do you? No, I think I mean there's, there's a couple of us travelling now, and I think we must a few few people think we're mad actually but um, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be there with blind optimism I'm sure until the game kicks off uh, but <laughs> there we go so what, what what do you think then for the game um, what, what's your kind of prediction uh, I think we I think you were pretty I think last time you went for a, a low scoring draw I seem to recall and you got it right so we'll, we'll go with your expertise well, I said one all, but my boyfriend said that I can't say one all, so I'm going to go two one. So mm. I, I, I just the way we. But he's, at the he's, moment, he's, a, he's a Leeds fan. He's a Leeds fan, isn't he? From memory, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he, is he's, it, um, he's quite happy at the moment. So yeah. uh, did he do any spying uh, on Reading before <laughs> the game? <laughs> no, we've got them on Tuesday, so that's the, the that's um, another one to. Look, look forward to, but. Look, look out for him at your, tra- your training grounds <laughs> with his binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think I think hopefully two one. Um, I I just can't. Even though we're a bit more sh- sure at the back, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. We're still prone to making the mistakes, but I oh. think we could nick it at the end. At least we'll have something to cheer, side. Yes, we will. We'll, we'll t- might take that at the moment. <laughs> well, it's, it's clearly, I know it's, a, I know it's a cliche. What this is, this is actually a six-pointer. Um, oh yeah, it's I, I think from, I think from our, our perspective, it's a must-not-lose game. I think obviously, if yeah. if we get the three points, a six-point gap at this stage of the season, I think we're feeling quite confident. So it's, but obviously, if you win level points and you've got a bit of momentum so it, 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 I think for both sides it's the biggest biggest game of the season so <laughs> uh, I think so I think everyone kind of went into like I said we've had this kind of run of three games and everyone went into that Rotherham game thinking this is the, that is the must win game and um, I think my boyfriend actually came with me to that game and he was like that's not if you lose that game or if you lose that game and then Rather than going when they lose the next game, you kind of like it, it becomes none like none and void, doesn't it? So I think it's, it, we're now two games later than what that is, and I, I agree with you that it's it's kind of much more important now that we do win it, and it keeps it close. And as it it's suddenly at one point it was just us and Rotherham, I think for the that who was going to go down in, in third from bottom, and now it's brought in from these kind of last couple of weeks. Mill have obviously been brought back down into it, and then I guess you guys as well. Yeah, so one, it's, one um, from one from yeah. four, really, isn't it? I think so. Hopefully, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's not us two. So hopefully, it's Mill Wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, th- thanks very much for that insight. Enjoy the game Saturday. Um, we haven't enjoyed an away game since August, so uh, we are we are due <laughs> one. So uh, okay. So thanks a lot for that. Cheers. No problem. Thank you. Bye bye.
Bye. Well, nice hearing from her again. Yeah. Yeah, another, another, one, to, another one to make two appearances. She's not quite up there with uh, our Birmingham male guy. He's, no, he's, 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 he's actually been on more than Adam, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, more than Gareth. How do you see going, lads? Uh, I'm going to go for a nil-nil. No, no. Yeah, I want to see what John says first. <laughs> both, team, both teams have to win, don't they? Both teams are going to look at this and go, this is three points, this is a vital three points and we, we have to get it. So they're going to raise the game and you'd like to think that we're going to raise our game for it. It, it, it could dictate who goes down and who doesn't. Both teams are looking at this as a winnable game. It has to be won. Um, so you should hopefully see an entertaining game, hopefully, with te both teams going for it. Um, we, we desperately need the three points, as do the Reading. Do you think you'll be watching Quest on Saturday night then? Um, yeah, yeah we, hopefully we'll be glued to it so we'll see the goals, so hopefully we can pick up the three points. We need to, it has to be won. Yeah, it has to be won though, but what, you, what is your score prediction? 1-0, 1-0 Wigan. Adam? Got to go optimistic again, haven't we? Because I'm always, I'm always optimistic when I set off for the game and beforehand. And sometimes being at home in one of these massive games, if you can, if you can get past that first ten, fifteen minutes, and if you can get that first goal, then I think if we do like we did at Derby, then I can't see them coming back like Derby did. So I, I might go for um, a goal in each half, a two-nil win. What did I just say to you, Paul, what my prediction was? I saw you waving your fingers, but I didn't see what you did. I thought you were just doing that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for a 2 0 win as well. And Paul, what's your prediction? I think I what's I think we'll be nervous. I I can see us giving possession away all over the place in the first ten minutes. But pretty much like we did last Saturday when we had the ball and we just throw it away. But and you've got to settle down, haven't you? Um, two two, two two. Oh. Not, we've not had many Desmonds over this season, so. Uh -huh. So, just in sandwich in between that, a bit of club news. Um, looks like Nick and Ash are after themselves a, a friend down at uh, the training complex in the stadium, as the club are trying to recruit a videographer. Videographer, yeah. Oh. So, if uh, anyone's interested in joining the Motley Crew, uh, in their plush studios, mm -hmm. then. Uh, well, they, they, we got food last week and we were in their studio, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of market. Uh, the development squad, they beat um, Port Vale 2-1. Joe Gelder and trialist Lewis Doyle uh, yeah. scored. Interesting lineup. There was From a strong development squad, yeah. I'll run through the development squad for, for Wigan. It was Tickle Golden Robinson of the Anthony Variety. Tickle Golden. Marshall, Long, Perry, McManaman. Long Perry. <laughs> Mc <Don't> <laughs> McDonald, Gelder, Roberts, and Merry. Merry Perry. <laughs> Long Merry Perry. Long Merry Perry Tickle. Two, two, two <laughs> trialists in that team as well. Yeah. Um, he faced uh, Port Vale. Were guilty or innocent at the end of it? Well, who knows? So, good results again for our development squad in that uh, central league. We seem to. Yeah. do I think we should be winning with that team right up. I really should to be honest. Um, Jamie Jones was named February Player of the Month, um, and I don't think we can argue really uh, with that. He's massive shock. No, massive. I, I think he's been. No, it was massive because Rhys James didn't win it. That's why. That's well, what yeah. Shot were. Not, yeah. not that uh, Jamie Jones or anything. He said that the uh, James didn't. They used to just give the champagne to um, to Rhys James every week, aren't they? So uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Uh, that's well, it. Well, so, well, on to Blackburn. And, um, an away trip Tuesday night <laughs> to Ewood Park. Was the mascot tonight? Not here. No, I've not got him. No. No mascot. Referee, do you know who the referee is, Barry? Yeah, it's uh, Chris Cavanna. Where from? He's from Manchester. Is it? Son of Graham. So we should be alright. He's a former, well, he's a former, he is a Premier League select group one ref. Mm -hmm. How many games does he ref this season? 23? Yeah, uh, how many Ellers? 76. That's correct, and how many Reds? One. That's spot on. Hey, I know we still don't know refs, sir. When did he last ref us? He last ref us, I'd say, two years ago, February. Yep. 
Uh, it was an own game. Preston North End, another piece. It was. Another piece, missed penalty. I'm guess to say Barry isn't reading anything off the piece of No, no, I'm not, I'm not. John will certify that. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And what's the previous record? Against Blackburn. Rose. Oh, they've got the better. Uh, oh, don't clock it. What was 23 games ish? 27. 27. I think we've won about six, have we? Seven. Seven. Uh, they're heavily in favour of them. So I think about the referees. Drawn six, lost fourteen. Yeah, yeah. But at their place, uh, the only one I can re- remember was the um, was the Alcaraz goal. Chicken gate, yeah. Uh, oh, did we win in the eighties there at all? Or no? We lost in the cup, didn't we? Uh, eighties. I don't think we played them in the eighties. We were never in the same league as them then. No. So basically, we've only won once at Ewood Park. It was raining that night. I walked up that hill. That's poor, that, isn't it? Because we played them pretty much every season in Premier League. Yeah, we? remember Todorov missing the penalty, which would have given us a win. We drew that there, do you remember that? Yeah, and then a few years later, did, did Ramis miss one? It uh, did, yeah. We, yeah. we were one up as well, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, that would put us two scored, then Ramis missed the penalty. And Delors should have took it, really, shouldn't it? Yeah. That was Delors. And that was yeah, the, that, well, that, that, I think he's that, only start that. That, yeah. that started the downward spiral, didn't it, on the Rossler? Yeah. After that point, did. yeah. So, I mean, it. Well, what was it? Was it two all? Last two all last year, yeah. Last year. It was a good game. But we're two nil down. Yeah, two nil down. So we had to come fighting back because that was the, the sort of title. Danny Graham did give it the old arms stretched wide open yeah. into the fans. And uh, Max Power and Will Grigg with a little deflection from a Jacob yeah, shot. Cheeky, cheeky yeah, but I, I seem to remember that day. Vaughan came on and made a nuisance of himself. Mm. He kept winning loads of headers and yeah. turned the game really. So on to on to Tuesday. I think um, they feel like they are. A lot of people say there's nothing to play for and they're going to just t- turn up and, and we're going to do them. But the way we took the mickey out of them last year, there's not a chance in hell of that happening. They're, they're going to want to stuff us. And I think uh, I think this is going to be an horrendous evening for Latix, unfortunately. 17 nil. I wouldn't go that far. 16 nil. <laughs> but I think we're going to lose 2 nil. 2 nil. Torpy? We're going to win 2-0. 2-0. Adam? 1-1. Uh, 1-1. I think we'll get a draw, maybe 1-1. I think when your back's against the wall and you're up against it, where you're saying that they're going to come out flying, we're going to be up for it as well, so I think we might get as good as we get. We always play game. better against the better sides, it, it, it seems to be, like we did against Burnley. They're out of form though, Blackman, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're, they're dropping. Like, they're not they're, they're they're not, dropping, no like, chance of going down, though. Yeah. I'm going to go for a, for a two-one win. Jonas Olsen, last-minute winner, in front of the away fans, like <laughs> Alcaraz did at forty-year-old, uh, forty-yard volley. No, I just had a back post. So you think we're, we're going to go to Blackburn and beat him? Yeah, we're going to score four goals in the next two games and win both games. Stay up. I, I, I tell you what, if we could, if we can put a couple of wins together, you've then got Bolton, haven't you? And if you if you get Six out of nine, uh, like Becky was saying for them, you can just you you put a bit a bit of a run together. Just look at our form over the last. You look, you look clear. Four months. That's the question. With how long we've been saying it's coming. But mm. quick, on on our form though, with uh, I, I had a look over the last uh, nine nine games, which is sort of like oh well, yes, I know we had New Year's Day, but since the kind of year started properly, and we've picked up ten points from nine games, which which gets you to roughly fifty. That average is a 50 point, gets you to 50 points, which is safe. So even though it feels like we've not not, not been doing well because we've not been winning, these draws, which we weren't getting at the start of the season, we're getting now, and it's put us on an average. The average points we've got at the moment as well, based on the whole season, would get us to about 48, 49 points, which I think in five of the last six seasons would have got us safe as well. So... As bad as it feels, I think you've got to look at things more sort of holistically and say, actually, I think we're just about doing enough. Just, just about got to do it, do mm. enough work. Rotherham's got to. See, the, the, I think for me, the, the the worry is that we give them Rotherham and Reading uh, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. If we lose to, if, I know we shouldn't be saying this, but I know, I know I'm thinking negatively, but. If, if we do lose against Reading, uh, that gives them, they'll go above us, wouldn't they? And I think yeah, they'll, yeah. psychologically, that'll be massive yeah, for I th- them. I think that'll be funny. I think if Reading beat us, I would actually take them out of the equation. Yeah. I think it'll give them something to, to work yeah, on. And I think they'll go. They'll the good thing about Saturday, though, Rotherham are at Sheffield United, aren't they? Yeah. 
Are they away, are they at Sheffield United or Sheffield They're away. Yeah. They're away at Sheffield United. And well, I'll, I'll just bring up the fixtures to keep filling in a minute and we'll have a look at the teams in and around us and see how they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, just on that, you say about, you know, where you get that sort of light at the end of the tunnel when the gap narrows. We had, we've had that a couple of times over the last few years when we've been in that position. You know when we often got the points deduction? Yeah. And we thought, oh, yeah, we're back in here. And we just couldn't take advantage. Yeah. Sides at the bottom yeah. are there for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been there pretty yeah. much. These bottom four have been there all season. Yeah. And they've yeah. been there all season because they're not very good. Yeah, when I was looking... They, they don't suddenly just turn up and say, oof, yeah, we're brilliant now. I'm looking at Reading. Reading's yeah, highest position's been 20th. Yeah. The one good thing as well is there's no... Um, they're not going to appoint a manager either, Rotherham, who did. I mean, they were very lucky that, was it three years ago, when he was just uh, needed a quick ten-game job, Warnock came in. I mean, as much as, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it, I'm his biggest fan, but if, if you want to get a manager to keep you up with ten games to go with no budget, uh, and lots of endeavour and effort and motivation and organisation, he's, he's your man. There's no... They're not going to get rid of Warren, no matter what. I don't really want them to go down, to be honest, rather than... Let's go through Saturday's game, so it's Sheffield United versus Rotherham. Uh-huh. Is that an early kick-off? 12-15. So that's interesting, that. Yeah, because that result will be in before yeah. we kick off. Yeah. Bolton versus Millwall. Well, that's they think it was ahead. It will be. Would you, would you accept an old win there? Yeah. Or a draw. You draw, yeah. Well, yeah, would you want Bolton picking up a bit of form ahead no, of when they play? A draw. Not form, <laughs> I don't think that's form. It's probably good form for them at the moment. Stoke. I know we're probably saying they're out of it, but yeah. the team's in and around us, aren't they? Reading Wigan, obviously, we've discussed. And then Ipswich, it doesn't get any easier for them. They're going to West Brom. Right. So. What about, have you got Tuesday, Wednesday's fixtures? Uh, I, I do, I do. Well, you do some filling again. No, no, we're straight there, we're straight there. So Tuesday, Blackburn Wigan, as we've just said, Ipswich Town to Bristol City. That's a tough game. Bolton are at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Reading are at home to Leeds on Tuesday. Uh, Leeds are a funny side. Rotherham is that on Wednesday night, Rotherham travel to Queen's Park Rangers. So that'll be the red button game for us. Oh no, we'll be recording, we'll be here. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, well, that's in play. Uh, Birmingham host Millwall on Wednesday. When is the cup quarter final? Any idea? Yeah, because Millwall's still involved there, aren't they? Well, yeah, well, do you know when the quarter final is? It must be pretty soon. Uh, the FA Football cup. Association Cup is on Sunday, the 17th of March. Oh, a week. As yeah. we play. So we play Bolton that week. Bolton next yeah. week, yeah. I'm just thinking because exactly. even though they've been there. What five years ago in that semi-final, a lot of them players won't be there now, and, and it's it's massive for players at this level to play at Wembley, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. We saw we saw it's massive to play against Man City. We saw last year with those two that, games yeah. before City, Blackpool, and safe end away. Yeah, and no matter who you are as a professional footballer, if you, if you think I could be on the field against um, what is arguably the the best team in the world. Uh, or in this case, going to play at Wembley, where they might not get a chance to play at Wembley, it's, it's inevitable that, that there is going to be something in the mind that maybe they're not they're not focusing. That they could be in the bottom three by the end of the by the end of the quarterfinals. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. So on that note, it's a good night from me. Nice. Uh, see you later from us. us. Over the tips.